Hello, hello everyone. Welcome back to Communication Corner. We are your favorite podcast host, Hannah. And Madame. Today's episode is part two of the part two of Grad School Chronicles. In this episode, we will be discussing our internship experiences and how they prepared us for our current careers. And of course, as always, we will be ending with our SLP hit or miss. So sit back, relax, and let's talk speech therapy. We should move on to our last part. I don't know if we'll have time for your confession, unfortunately, because it takes too long. So you have another week. I was stalling. Yeah, you have another week to really like hone in and think about this confession and, you know, come to terms with it. But um, your school-based internship, um, talk to me about um, what grades you were seeing and how was it? Um, How was was your general thoughts? Yeah. So I was at an elementary school. Um, I really – I. I don't like the school setting in general. Like I always Mm. say, like if I'm at a school setting, ask me if I'm okay. Like what's going on in my life that I need? Why is that? that, Like, um, I think the SLPs in the setting are overworked and underpaid. Mm. Um, That being said, the district I did my internship at, they do pay really well. Um, Mm. They pay very good. And, but that even then, like, so I was in elementary school. I did enjoy it. Um, We saw, I think the first part portion of my, internship we saw like online kids and then we started to do like a hybrid approach so we had in person Mm, and mm -hmm. then we had online um I enjoyed it I just I feel like I like more time with the kids I like I said my approach I believe a hundred percent in parent coaching I believe the parents should be involved in the Mm. therapy um Mm -hmm. and you can't really do that when it's during the school day so I just it just didn't match up with my approach as much um but I did enjoy it. I had a great supervisor. She was awesome. <laughs> Once I did like an interview for a job mm-hmm. um, during our lunch break and I was in the room and they asked me like, oh, what assessments have you gave? And it was the first interview I ever did. So mm-hmm. I kind of like panicked and she like wrote all the assessments on a sticky note and like slid Aww. them to me like as a little cheat sheet. She was great. That's um, so I still keep in touch with her. Yeah. She was actually, yeah, she did a lot. She was really like awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was my school based. I like I did it and I, I did apply to a school district when I finished i applied to the school district Mm -hmm. where i did my internship at um i think i think they offered me the job i don't remember i ended up not taking it because i didn't want to be in a school but the cool thing about schools is you get the summers the summer off and the holidays right which i never get off i work all holidays but they're always but they're they're so overworked though like they are they literally have to stay late so much paperwork honestly i think the most setting that has the most paperwork like the most the setting with the most paperwork is the schools um and i don't like and oh and also like you at least in the place i was at like Mm -hmm. they were case managing a lot of the students on their caseload um and i like I'm not the case manager when I'm in early intervention. I'm not yeah, the case right. manager when I'm at the hospital. Um, that adds a lot of like extra paperwork and extra mm, duties. Pressure. So yeah. I think, yeah, absolutely. But I do think like the SLPs in the school, I mean, SLPs in general need a pay raise, but SLPs in the school like definitely need a pay raise. Absolutely. What about absolutely. you? How was your, what setting were you in? Like, um, what it was really age. Age, I, elementary Sorry. too. I, um, I loved my supervisor. She was absolutely amazing. I loved the school I was at. I actually applied to the school I was at 
And the principal was one of the nicest people I've ever met. And he actually wrote me, without me asking, wrote me a letter of recommendation and just like handed it to me and goes, it was so sweet. He handed me the letter back and I was like, what is this? And he was like, you're such an amazing like student and I just wanted to give it to you. Um, You absolutely have my support and hopefully you work for our school district one day. Um, Mm -hmm. And I ended up applying. I got the position and I like last minute kind of like backed out because I hadn't signed any Mm -hmm. paperwork. They were taking a really Mm -hmm. long time Mm -hmm. to get the paperwork. But I realized I just didn't really, that's not a, that's not where I wanted to be in life. And I really wanted to do mm-hmm. acute care. Um, I felt really bad. I ended up emailing that principal and I told him I apologized profusely. I was like, I'm so sorry. I, I, I know I verbally agreed to this, but this is just not where I am in life. And he was so amazing. He was like, absolutely. You, if you ever want a position, come, please let me know. But I totally understand. Um, my supervisor, on the other hand, she was understanding, but I think it hurt her a little bit, which 100% get. I think I put her in a really bad position where she kind of stood out for me. And I mm. feel so bad till this day for that. Um, but it's just something that I really needed to do for myself. And I don't regret my decision, but I think I regret the way it ended up because I don't, I think like I kind of handled it maybe. Maybe I was really apologetic about it. And I tried to explain to her that I, I, just, I think I put her in a bad position in regards to like they were relying on me um, and they hadn't mm. found a speech therapist. And because I had mm. last minute backed out, it all went mm-hmm. to her. Like she had to take on a large caseload because of that. Oh. And it was the school was about to start. Um, so I think mm. that's where I felt really bad. But at the same time, I don't because I really needed to do it for myself. So it was kind of just like I feel bad as a person, as in like I know I messed up there. But for my career. I'm really happy I decided mm-hmm. to do that. Um, and she, she said at the end of her conversation, she was like, SLP is a really small world, so be careful. And that, which is absolutely true. But it was kind so of true. like, I was like, oh, I might have burned Maybe a she bridge. meant like, I was going to say, like, say, like, maybe she meant like, don't burn too many bridges. Yeah, like, that's you know, what, like that's maybe what. she's understanding to what happened, but like, not everybody will yeah. be. Because definitely, I mean, I like, yeah, I see that. Um, I don't think my supervisor cared one way or the other. I think I had told her from the beginning, like, I really want to end up in the medical internship, like medical internship. I medical really want to end up in the medical yeah. setting. I think I was just flip-flopping and, between yeah. the two and I hadn't decided really what I want. I didn't, I honestly didn't think acute care, I could do it. I didn't think I was like even capable or even I had a position. I find it so much easier. I find, I don't know if that's a hot take. I find it so much easier than being in a school. Yeah, no, I find it too, but I just didn't think I was like, I didn't yeah. think I was smart enough, honestly, to be in I mean, the medical I, field. No, I agree. Um, let me like backtrack. Going into acute care, I was terrified. I think like right. I had been recording like a video or something talking about it, like a TikTok or something, and I never posted it. But like in the TikTok, I said like, clearly you can see me like starting to panic, and I was like, <laughs> yeah, but if I don't get it, like, who wants to be in the emergency department anyway? Like, like that's probably so bad for your mental health or something right, like that. Right, like right. I like I was terrified, but I found like once. And I was also at a smaller hospital, I think, when I did my – like, all I know, like, when I did my CF, I was at a smaller hospital. So, like, you just kind of got your routine. Like, Mm. we saw a lot of the same types of patients. Yeah, yeah. Um, And so, like, you kind of figured it out. But, yeah, yeah, I I definitely – like, it was was definitely scary. I feel like 
a lot of people go into the schools for their CF position and then mm. at least a lot of people I've talked to um and then they try to do like medical PRN or medical PRN positions um, yeah like positions which kudos they, kudos to that when they get their C's. Yeah, kudos to See, those because that's rough that's hard it is hard but I feel like if you want to end up in the medical setting then like you would work on your, it if yeah. you can find something during your CF because I feel like as a clinical fellow it's understandable that like you don't know very yeah. much and so like you have somebody who's designated to watch over like not watch over you uh, but like um somebody who's to like in charge you. like yeah, yeah, yeah to supervise you and so like you can ask them your questions you can go to them for help and stuff um but yeah I guess like not a lot of people are hiring CFs yeah in the it's medical not setting. um at least not the sorry. big hospitals very true. I did want to say though, the main, sorry, just to backtrack our conversation. Um, I did want to say that the reason, the big reason why I actually felt bad that I declined this position because the supervisor, um, like I said, she was amazing. She, so I got a, my medical internship was supposed to be like a really far hospital and it would look very stressful. It was a very, like, I did not want to go to that hospital. And that was the only medical internship that the graduate coordinator provided for me. And so I told this to the soup, my school-based internship supervisor, and she had somebody that was like nearby that was at a great hospital. Um, and she had, it was an old friend that was a speech therapist and I was able to get my medical internship because of her. And mm -hmm. because of that medical internship, I thrived in the acute care setting. Um, so mm -hmm. I am forever, forever grateful for my school-based internship su um, supervisor because she basically helped my career in an amazing way. So that's like mm -hmm. kind of like I owe her a little bit. Yeah. I always wanted to give her a thank you yeah. note and be like, I am the person, I am where I am today because of how you connected me with the certain people. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah. Yeah. I had to find my yeah. own medical internship. Um, I did not because nobody wanted to go to the city. So like it was far from our university, but I yeah. lived far from our university. Yeah. Um, so then like that place was so amazing. So then going into medical internships, what yeah. setting did you work in? I worked like, in. Did you do your oh, internship in? That's a good question. So a lot of people don't know. I think you don't know this unless you're in the medical field. So there's basically acute care, which is when you first, like if someone had a stroke, where you first go to. It's like when you go to the hospital, um, the day of your stroke, okay? Um, and then there's acute inpatient rehab is after a couple days or weeks after your stroke, you get intensive therapy with physical, occupational, and speech, um, three, hours a week, three hours a day, it's very intensive, seven days a week, and that's basically mm -hmm. intensive rehab. And then you can go to a skilled nursing facility or home or home health um, or outpatient setting. But um, mine was acute inpatient intensive rehab. And mine so I, we, yeah, we, yeah, so we got a lot, it's like post acute, I guess, with what it's called too. Um, we got a lot of like intensive, or we got a lot of like TBIs um some strokes we had a lot of um brain tumors um glioblastomas mm -hmm. which are like serious like brain tumors like the prognosis is really poor but yeah mm -hmm. go ahead what are you gonna say um i was gonna say we also had a lot of stroke um tbi um actually my supervisor so i did two internships right because like we had to end this one but this yeah. hospital was an acute inpatient um hospital like you said super intense they did um three to four hours three of therapy hours, yeah um like by therapy I mean like physical OT yeah. speech or mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um a day and then there was like they had to do a minimum of five days 
um, a week. Like it was very like I think I had said before, like if I had somebody who needed rehab, this is where I would want them to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like we did, we saw a lot of stroke, TBI. Um, we had some um, tumors, but not like tumor patients. But I don't think we had a lot. But yeah, I ended up having to leave. And then I ended up at a sniff. Did not like the sniff setting. Loved the supervisor. <laughs> hated the Why sniff setting. Why did you setting. like the sniff? And then it's just. <laughs> <laughs> you guys should see I'm my face. Sniff. Has, I'm, I'm a sniff. Like, well, yeah, therapist. you're in a sniff. And I'm you said that like they don't really care about productivity. The sniff I was at, like, yeah, they, they care. cared a lot about productivity. And like mm. the productivity was like so high. I felt like they also. Um, they were just like not well equipped for like assessments. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of felt like it was a setting where like you see like the point is to just go in and see your patient so that you can do your documentation. Like that was it. Like it wasn't the quality of how you saw your patients. That being said, like obviously my supervisor. It was like a check mark. It was like high. You saw, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And th- like that's not to say that's how the speech therapist handled it because she was right, great. Right, right. But that's like how the or the organization, the organization itself was running. Yeah. It's like something we need to check off that needs to be um, done. And so, uh, yeah, I didn't like the sniff. I didn't have a good experience. I mean, I didn't have a bad experience with uh-huh. like. I feel like the setting. It's okay. So like my first medical internship, I loved the setting. Bad experience with the supervisor, mm. and like, um, but everybody else like was great. Um, and then the second setting, sniff, like didn't like the setting, loved the supervisor and the therapy yeah. team. So like, yeah. Um, do you have any like traumatizing or like crazy stories about when you were in the medical setting? No, I honestly, I loved, I had honestly the best like medical internship I could have asked for. I had two, I had two, I had two um, supervisors who were both like on the top of their game, like evidence-based practice was their go-to. And they were so driven to teach me how to be the best speech therapist I can be. And I think that's why I have such high standards to like what place I work at. And I'm very like when I was in my interview like this week, I felt like I was interviewing them because I wanted to see where they stood with evidence-based practice. And so mm-hmm. I felt like I had a really high quality medical internship that I when I went into my CF, I wasn't picky because you can't be picky at a CF. Like mm-hmm. you, it's kind of like you, you get a medical internship. If you get a yeah. medical CF, like you should be feel so blessed, right? I was, mm-hmm. I would drive to, I drive to like a whole hour for my hospital. And I was mm-hmm. so blessed for that. Like, I would drive anywhere to get an acute care position. Um, mm-hmm. And I couldn't be picky. So I didn't have a really – the hospital I was at wasn't really evidence-based practice. But mm-hmm. now that I've been working on it with the hospital, it's been – so. now we're like on top of our game with our, you know, mm-hmm. our, our speech department. Um, but I think I'm just so picky and I'm just very – I've just learned from the best. And so it's hard for mm-hmm. me to like – do anything other so, than what I was taught. My medical supervisor, like both. Okay. So my medical and my speech based, I felt like they were both burnt out. My speech, my speech based, my elementary school supervisor, she was mm-hmm. actually working on like her master's to go into admin. Mm. I don't think she like was in love with the situation that she was in. Mm-hmm. Um, Like in terms of like where she was for speech. Um, yeah. But she was still like, regardless, she was still really great. Um, speech therapist put in like the kids loved her um and then my medical slp at the acute inpatient like she was burnt out beyond her days like counting down days to retirement um and then my sniff supervisor she was like super passionate so like so amazing 
and mm. I Love like that. I think at the time like she was looking to move to a different setting I think now yeah. she has moved to a different setting mm. um I had texted her about like a job opening at the hospital I was at because I was like you would thrive here and like you are so great and like they'd be lucky to have you um does she want to go it, like care? or like um or she did but now? same thing so here's like here's my thing okay this is why I was talking about like in your seat yeah oh sorry this is why I was talking about in like your CF, why you should, if you can get a medical setting and you know, you want to be yeah. in a medical setting later on, the longer you are outside of the medical setting, the more you start to doubt yourself, the more you start mm-hmm. to say like, well, I've been in the school for 10 years. How am I going to go into a medical setting now? Right. Yeah. Like the more it seems so far. And I think with her, she'd been in the sniff for some time and it just like seemed maybe far, like mm-hmm. to be in acute care. I don't I, – she told me, like, what, she changed her setting recently, and I don't remember where she – like, what her setting is now, but she yeah. is so amazing. And, like, I like I said, I used to text her regularly or call her sometimes and be like, hey, this is the situation I'm in. Like, this is mm. what I'm thinking of doing. What do you think? Same. And she could help I me through them, and it would be yeah. acute yeah. Ca- acute level patients. Yeah. Um, and, like, so I hope, like, I hope she does – like, I hope wherever she's at, she's really happy right now. Um, Usually, like – Every once in a blue moon, like I'll text her or she'll text me. Like she's like, Oh, the Meta SLP collective is um having a sale right now if you want to like get a subscription or whatever. Like she, you let, know, let her know she uh, wants a hospital position. I'll give her a PRN position real quick. Yeah, she's my so amazing. She's so amazing. She I love her. And like she's gen- she's very like she's very passionate about her um about her job. I think I that love was a the thing. I think she wanted something full time. Oh, that yeah. makes sense. I think it makes a big difference. It makes a huge difference. But it yeah, does. so I was asking about if you like experienced any like not trauma like in terms of being mistreated, but like yeah, yeah. Once so my the hospital that I did my the first place that I did my medical internship at, I think they were kind of more picky about who um got to be there. Um mm. and we went in and there was just like somebody who just definitely did not match the acute rehab, right? Like Yeah therapy three times a day five times five days five to six yeah five to seven days a week um and so she had a tumor and like this moment I will never forget it and this was like I said I didn't have the best supervisor in the setting but she in this moment like did so great because I was supposed to be going in to see this patient Mm. we walk in she is like seems like she's not alert she seems like she is just kind of like she's literally like sitting like this and like her mm. hands are like straight out mm-hmm. and you her mouth is wide open she can't close it yeah. um she looks like she's in a lot of pain and i saw oh. her and like thank god for ppe because i instantly tears in my eyes i like yeah. i've never seen someone this like this severe and my supervisor saw that and so she stepped in she mm. did end up like doing oral care with her um the patient was in so much pain though that she like literally snapped out of whatever she was like the I don't think she was in a daze I think she'd given up and so she was just like not engaging not participating not objecting not agreeing Mm. like it felt like you were literally talking to open space but my supervisor started to do the oral care and it hadn't been done in so long she had like a wall of thresh like Mm. against the back of her mouth and up the roof and my supervisor went in and started like cleaning it and it hurt obviously and so like that's when like the lady like the patient like held her arm and like pulled her away and then like my supervisor kind of like backtracked and Mm -hmm. was like okay how about like I let you do it how about we do it together and she kind of like 
became a little bit more sensitive to the mm-hmm. situation, um, like working with the patient. And I was just kind of standing there like she was walking me through it. She made it very clear, like, oh, I'm teaching her. That's why she's not like being helpful right now. Um, but that that was just like a moment where I was like, oh, my gosh. And honestly, when we walked in, like, I think my supervisor thought like she wasn't alert, like that she mm. couldn't like hear us or something because she made a comment yeah. like, what were they thinking admitting this person like at a rehab like she's not gonna you know like someone at this level doesn't get better or something like that I think that was in probably like the, the patient <laughs> yeah and so I mean I don't know if she heard her she I don't know it. if it yeah, processed yeah. I don't know but like Did she wake when up she grabbed her arm, care? she was she was awake but she like she was she so, didn't perk up a little like, bit yeah like the doctors had given her I think like three days like she was oh, wow. so it's at fresh. the end of her life that fresh like she made it that's too. why my that's why my supervisor yeah. was like why is she here like she needs yeah, to be yeah. in pal- it's not appropriate. Um, pal- palliative care what's it called pal- palliative, palliative care. care yeah palliative care i don't know how to yeah. pronounce it but like that's where she needs to be yeah and um home yeah that was the last time we saw her but that was like a moment that like i carry with me every mm. like every day like every time i remember like that setting i remember yeah. that situation because it was just the most far off I've seen a patient. I've never seen a patient mm. that close to the end of life. Um, mm. mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen like less severe patients who ended yeah. up passing away, yeah. but like not somebody kind of like, I don't know, like it was just very obvious she was in the thick of it. Um, but yeah, that was like, that was mm. probably the only thing I remember from my medical, from my medical setting that was a- that I didn't black out yeah yeah yeah. that you tried yeah. not to forget about um yeah wow Whew, that was a lot we've been on this pod that was a lot of information um mm-hmm. I think we should go into our hit or miss What is your hit or miss this week? What do you have for us? I have a hit. I was trying to think of a miss. I was like, I keep coming with hits. Um, and I was trying to give you guys like a great. juicy miss. Yeah, <laughs> but I do not have a miss. So I have a hit. I might have a miss. What? No, keep going. I, I might share my miss right now, but I have a hit. But no, sorry, sorry, sorry. Keep going. Oh, you're still deciding. Hannah's on the on the fence. Yeah, okay, I'm on the verge of my the verge, but Yeah, yeah. Where is it? It's this bag. Okay, it's this bag. Um. <laughs> okay how is this slp related but let me hear so this is my like my slp bag like my laptop goes in here Mm -hmm. my notebook goes in here my wallet goes in here Uh therapy materials go in here it fits it is i got it from amazon yes it fits let me tell you like i literally have a thick notebook like the chapter notebook wait come closer like I have like, you know, like the notebooks with dividers. Like I have one yeah, of those, yeah, yeah. like the thick notebooks. I okay. had two binders in here. Whoa. My pencil case that has like pens, pencils, erasers, pen uh-huh. light, everything. Um, my laptop, my laptop charger, my phone, my AirPods. Like you got I will like it. It's from Amazon. My entire life is in here. And I like this is my bag that like my this is my SLP bag. So I take it, I leave. When I get to wherever I'm going, like I'll leave it, yeah. you know on like the floor or wherever they put their bags and so mm. like i'm gonna show it to you because i have to back up though and then cute and then, it's very cute actually and it's it really is. good it's really good quality and it's from amazon i don't think it was expensive um and it has like under 50 different... or over 50 under Do you 50. remember oh nice i think it was under 
I mean, I say under fifty, like it was fifteen dollars. It was probably like thirty-four. Oh yeah, yeah, makes sense, makes sense. Yeah, I really. How long have you had it for? Like, has it held up since grad school? It has held up. Yeah, it's held up a long time. And I, when I tell you guys, when I first started early intervention, I literally Mm -hmm. used to pack this bag. Like, I like you know, there's we could get into another time, but like bagless therapy was not a thing for me at the time. And so, like, Mm -hmm. I would have like toys, folders, client folders, like yeah just so many different things and it held up that never like withered the straps never got whatever like it's just really good we didn't okay wait we didn't mention this I don't know if we did mention this did you have a rolling backpack in grad school yes I did (laughs) okay I hate it it's so ugly it's so wait, but why was the feeling like you needed to get a rolling backpack like that's like your like entrance into grad school like you I I don't know there's literally Yes, I even remember like when we like got our acceptances and people were talking about like, oh, what rolling backpack should I get? Because like the the people (laughs) ahead of us, the students ahead of us had them. First of all, let me let me tell you guys, like as a child, I was not a child that would be caught dead with a rolling backpack. I was embarrassed to bring a lunchbox to school. Like I was the kid that was like, I just want to fit in. Like, please like wearing my hijab. I'm the only hijabi in the entire school. Like I just want to fit in. Um but yeah, like stand out at all. No, not like a sore thumb or anything. Um with my wide leg jeans and my short dresses that I I wore on top. So cute as a child. We were so cute. Uh, you're like no thanks. no I, I I've never like yeah I was absolutely awkward because I was ne- like I was always the new student I've never been in a school yeah. longer than don't worry years. Omar said um he would not have liked me when I was a child too so don't worry he said I was so ugly and I'm like well thanks he was like, like you physic- up. physically like you have had a glow up that's what he said yeah he was like middle school no. you were ill and I was like okay my mom like my mom says like I didn't have an awkward face because she was like you trust me you don't know what an awkward face is like Mm. in terms of like appearance um I never like had acne problems I kind of got that as an adult um but even then like now like it's just like these two pimples that pay rent they live or actually they live rent free on my face Mm -hmm. um but like yeah when I look back I was so like cringy but I feel like you have to I feel like you need to go yeah. I don't I feel like kids these days now I sound old don't go through an awkward phase and I love no, that yeah, right. like I love yeah, that they have right. access to like TikTok and YouTube and like yeah. all these things that like they can look it up yeah we didn't have that so I I was never the person that was like on style like I literally wore dresses like that were like mid-thigh to knee length with yeah. wide leg jeans or like even wide legs would have been cuter like boot cut jeans like mm-hmm. I uh, was not the person you went to for your style input and also I was same, really closed same. off from everyone in my high same. school like I had just came from the Middle East I was like oh my god these had Americans no are weird I was That's yeah so I was like funny. I was judgmental I was That's like so I had my funny. group of friends and I still was so judgmental I was like wow you're really gonna let a guy talk to you like that like I don't know. like also Wait. mind you I came from like an all-girls school but yeah Wait, so like, you where's your rolling backpack now? In in the grave? Like, where do you keep it? Do you use it? <laughs> Wait, I'm dead. You still have it? Yeah. Okay, so I do still have it. 
Um, the reason it's out in the about in the open is because it was like tucked into a closet and I needed to clear the closet for something. Um, I have not used it. It has like a bunch of perfumes that I was gifted when I first got married in there that I I'm don't use. So used. It's storage. Um, it's literally it's just, just storage, storage. And I don't know why I haven't so. thrown away. Can I show you something? Yeah. One one second. My rolling backpack came with a matching bag. Wait, did you use it? Yeah. Mm. Did you buy it on Amazon? Mm. Cute. So matching with, set. It's not cute. I think this is the ugliest thing I've ever owned. <laughs> I don't know if it's guys. ugly. I don't know if it's ugly because like it was for grad school or like if I just had bad taste. But anyways, I use this. Yeah. A lot more than I use that. That was just, and you know what's crazy? Our clinic was on the second floor, so we literally <laughs> had to take an elevator or carry our bags up. Okay. Like it was not functional. No. I so know. I felt like I needed to have this rolling backpack. I was literally like, everybody has it. It's like, what is it called? Like when you're, um, you know, like when you're like in a sorority and it's you have to do this like what is it called? Like initiation. initiation. It was like your initiation into getting into grad school, right? Yeah. And so I told, I so I bought like one, and I wanted the leather one. There was one on Amazon. It was brown. It was like, a, mm. but it was super expensive. But I decided mm. to go to with like a cheaper version. I bought it, and I looked at it, and I go, "What am I thinking? Like this is so ugly." And I returned it, and I was like, "Mom, I'm so sorry. Like I do not need this." So I bought this really cute like side bag from like Old Navy mm-hmm. for like twenty dollars, and mm-hmm. I use it, and I still use it to this day sometimes, just as yeah. a bag, but. You don't Absolutely. need a rolling backpack, guys. You don't no. need one. It's not worth the I think the, money. The, the thought process of the rolling backpack is it has more space. And so, like, you can bring your books, <laughs> yeah. your materials, right. whatever you needed. But, like, you it's guys, so like, the chokehold it had on us as students. Like, and then, like, oh, my gosh, I love your rolling backpack. Where is it from? And then, like, you would go and, like, it's look so, up, like, on Amazon. So it was ugly. just yeah it's so ugly I mean if you like it like more power to you but like I think the reason it makes me cringe is because like I wasn't doing it because I liked it I was doing it because like no duh you're in grad school you need a rolling backpack like yeah yeah. I did not like looking I'm like what no I actually don't like this like person like like the trend it was just to have it now for a travel speech therapist a rolling backpack is probably like a good investment yeah, right? Right, right, like, right, right you have to take your materials with you yeah but our materials sense. were already in the clinic they our, had all the didn't, things like we have any books that we needed to bring right like they had it in the clinic um, if we needed in the book. clinic everything was in the clinic so like so what, what do we need the purpose for? our lunch pail our lunch bags nothing that i was so embarrassed to carry i mean by <laughs> that point i was over that but like you know like things that are embarrassing but like they're not like running to class like literally you, catch, yeah, yeah. you will not like, catch me dead running putting, to like putting two straps on instead of just one. yeah yeah <laughs> like two straps of your backpack yeah like, like that's embarrassing like, you need to have one strap. yeah like things that aren't embarrassing but like there's no reason for it to be embarrassing but it is, yeah, but it is. like yeah that's, that's so funny yeah. that's hilarious um yeah I'm ashamed but I do remember you had like a little shoulder bag that was I did have a shoulder bag anything we had so do, yeah and then my, and then fr- my friend Kat who was in our grad school program with us she was like oh my gosh like I'm gonna buy this too and so I sent her the, oh I think I bought it for her birthday I don't know if I bought it for oh. I don't remember but I was just like mm-hmm. girl it's there's there's so much cuter than this rolling bag you know what's it's, so funny that's not it now that like you brought Kat up 
our first day of grad school, Kat wrote a little sticky note. <gasps> she's so that sweet said, for that. She's literally the nicest person I've ever met in my life. She's so um, nice. She said, hi, you're perfect. I'm so proud of you. Kat, like, dash Kat. And I still have – because I'm, like, not going to toss it. Like, it's just been there. It's so cute. And every yeah, time, yeah. like, I open that folder, I remember her. She's literally, like, a person who's so great. I love Kat. She's so nice. Yeah, yeah. I love her. She always left me notes. Um, like so that sweet. got me coffee. Um, yeah, she's like she's somebody who like is so amazing, and I hope like so she nice. has amazing people around her. I hope she listens. She to is this. not with us. I hope she does too. She yeah, is she a lucky girl and lives in a great city that I she cannot convince does. my husband to move to. <laughs> she, she's like thriving out there too. She's like living her best life, and I'm like, just me she, living in the same town I grew up in, <laughs> just yeah. with my dog. Well, she has a dog too. And like, she, yeah. She does, and she like reads, and she's like the per- like she's just like a she literally is like amazing person, yeah, yeah. Same, and same. so kind. Like, she's so gold. Kind. Yeah, literally just us fangirling over a cat. I want to be cat pod. when I grow up. Yes. <laughs> I think the most thing I loved about cat, since this is a new segment we have, what do you love about cat? Um, I loved how kind she was. I don't think like she never made anybody feel bad. It didn't matter how no, stressed she never. was. She was so kind, like mm-hmm. genuine, so like a genuine kind soul. Um, and I hope she knows how amazing she is. She so, is. Yeah. She's so great. Okay, that was my okay. hit. My hit is that bag that I showed you. Um, my miss is the rolling backpack that I <laughs> used for a year. Um, never used again. And what are you about you? What's your hit or miss? Uh, what do you have for us? I have a miss, but okay. So like I'm still debating if I like the segment hit or miss, but I'm realizing that you can make this anything like you and this can be situation okay yeah um so this is I feel so bad because your your topic was so fun and entertaining mine's like low-key sad so here's my SLP miss it happened today so I was treating a patient for she's in for like pneumonia I believe um but like I did her swallow study I was doing her for a meal treatment and I was talking to this amazing CNA she's so great um always so attentive to her patients and so kind um and she gives me the meal tray and she was just like, oh, be careful with her. And I was like, what? I've only like, she's kind of like, she's like an older lady who's, you know, like just had it with life, just more serious. The and CNA just, like, or the patient? Oh, the patient, the patient now, the patient. Okay. But I was like, I was like, the patient's not that bad. I was like surprised the CNA had made that comment. She's like, oh yeah, be careful. And I was like, oh, okay. So like I do my treatment, I finish up with the treatment and she's kind of, um, she has really I would say weak upper extremities where she can't really move her arms, um, really poor mobility, but like her phone rings or she's asked to call her daughter. So her phone's like on her chest and she's talking and I'm cleaning up the station. I'm cleaning up her tray table. And she, this, the patient makes a comment to her daughter on the phone and it was like, so nurse ratchets back. And I was like, huh? Oh. And the daughter was just like, the daughter was like, oh, are you going to tell nurse ratchet? Like, what's up today? Are you going to talk back? And they start laughing. And I was like sitting there and I was like, wait, are they talking about like my favorite CNA? CNA? And I was like, is this why the CNA had warned me? So I'm just like listening in. And she, the patient was just like, yeah. She starts laughing. She's like, oh yeah, I'm going to definitely tell Nurse Ratchet what's going on. Like, what's up? I'm going to definitely talk back. And like, she hangs up on the phone and I go, wait so like who's nurse ratchet I was like I'm so sorry can you clarify and at this point I was kind of like 
this is not appropriate. Like, what is happening? And she was like, Hannah's like, give me the tea. <laughs> <laughs> well, low key, but I was like, who's Nurse Ratchet? And she was just like, yeah. um, let's call this, let's call um, Nurse Ratchet, let's call her Crystal, right? And she was like, oh, it's Crystal. That's Crystal. Crystal's Nurse Ratchet. And I was like, so this nurse is African American, right? Okay. And I was just like, wait, this is like, low, this is high key racist. Is this racist? And I was like, yeah, like she was meaning it. No, like, I don't mean like is like she oh, meant yeah, it yeah. in a race, like she not in, like, in a. Oh, she meant it in a racist way, and so I kind of was like, "Excuse you, like, um, Crystal is a very nice um, CNA. Please be kind to her because that is not okay." Um, and I was like you very stern. Yeah, I was like, very stern with her, and I was like, "That is not okay. She is here not to okay. help you, um, yeah. and for you to call her Nurse Ratchet, that is very demeaning." And. I, I didn't say this, but I was like, in my head, I was like, this is very demeaning and racist. But I basically told the patient, I was like, please do not call her that. She is very nice and she's trying to help you. And I was like, mm. please be nice to Crystal. And I walked away mm. and I told I told the CNA Crystal and she was like, oh yeah, she calls me Nurse Ratchet. And I was like, that is not okay. And do she not stand knows that. that she calls her that. Yeah. Like, she, like she that's heard. so rude. Like to her face, so like rude. not even face. like it's okay to do it behind her back, but like, obviously she felt comfortable enough to say in front of you. Like, yeah, it was just like, like, there's just, like, like there's no shame, I guess, is what I'm yeah. trying to say. Like, there's no yeah. shame in her racist game. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. she's... And it was, like, obvious. Mm. I was just, like, you are literally attacking her race. I was just, like... Because if this person was, like, an Asian person or a white person, like, I doubt she would be calling this the CNA nurse. Not like, ratchet. Nurse ratchet. It'd be, like, yeah, a not different ratchet. word. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So I was, like, it was 100% racially, like, motivated. So have you experienced racism? Like as Personally? a speech therapist, because I um, have absolutely <laughs> experienced that. I mean, I've experienced it in my like, okay, personal sorry, life. I, but like, I did not mean to laugh. No, no, you're good. It's it's okay. It's a coping mechanism. Um, I've definitely experienced it in my speech life, and I've definitely experienced it in my personal life personal because life. I wear hijab. It's like, I did one time at a school, my school nursing facility. The patient had like aphasia and like some hearing difficulties, and I was like, okay, like just follow my instructions. And she goes, follow your instructions. How can I? You're Asian. <laughs> Like, what? <laughs> like, I was like, I stood there and I go, that doesn't matter, but okay. Seriously? Like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I've definitely. It was more funny than I thought. Right. Well, what's funny to me is I don't know if I've said this on the pod, but I've seen someone like talk about this on social media where they're like, when you're in a skilled nursing facility and they have dementia and they've literally forgotten everything except for the fact that they're racist. <laughs> like that was like my experience when I was at the SNF yeah. too. Like I. I always like have to turn the situation so that they were helping little old me like right. or yeah. like sometimes I like a couple times I even had to like just leave like I like this is incredibly racist you don't clearly you don't want my like not you don't want my help like they very strictly would refuse you know the ride <sighs> whatever like it that, was just like oh, that makes so me bad. so bad mm -hmm. that makes me so yeah. bad when I see that and I hear that Oh, I just, I, I was, I literally, I went to the CNA and I almost cried and I was like, I am so sorry because that's not okay. And like, they mm -hmm. were kind of like, I felt like a lot of people were pushing it under the rug and I was like, no, no, I do not stand for this in any regards. And it's not okay for her to like say that. And I literally, I was like, do not take that because like, she was kind of like the CNA, like was kind of mm -hmm. chuckling. I think like you said, it was a coping mechanism. And I was mm -hmm. like, no, like that is not okay. We need to address that because I will not yeah. stand for that. I think also in that situation, like at least personally, right? Like some of the things that I've been told, I know people have been told worse. I know people Absolutely. who've literally been yeah. like, 
crossing the road with their kids and run off the road because they wear hijab Ugh. like while people are yelling yeah. slurs at them Ugh. so like Gives when you're put in that situation yeah so like when you're put in that situation you're like well in comparison to what like they can you know like absolutely it's yeah. a lot right. like and then like you said like a coping mechanism um yeah i have to stop saying like i'm here for speech therapy because the number of male old white males that would say speech therapy i probably speak better than you like with their like heavy southern oh accent God. like we are in northern california where's the southern accent coming from but like besides that like they were oh like what gosh, could you day. possibly teach me about english and i was right, like right i'm like yeah you're right can you just like help me learn to slow down my speech like i was most of the time there for like dysphagia right like yeah right, right, I don't right. Know. so yeah i i had to like stop saying like i'm here for like speech therapy and I'd be like oh I'm here for swallowing therapy I'm here for blah blah right, blah right. but yeah well yeah that's my miss I don't know it was it started to bring it back to culture or racism but I just like I thought I'm about sorry. it right when we were talking and I was like that's yeah. totally a miss and I wanted to address it I wanted to tell you yeah on the pod and it happened today it, was it happened today it was fresh yeah, yeah. but yeah. yeah um that kind of ends unless you have anything to add I just want to no. say that I love that you told her. I love that you stood up for her. Oh, Having thanks. been on the receiving end of racism, literally people were just not saying anything, not mm. help, nothing. Just because like uh. they might think it'll make a bigger deal than it is. They might think like that's mm-hmm. not my business. And so yeah. when people do step in and people do help, it's really great. It really strengthened numbers, guys. Thank you, Maram. I appreciate your kind compliment. Yeah. That wraps us this episode. We encourage you guys to get involved, of course, in our communication corner crew on Facebook and let us um, and share your stories about grad school and any exciting, you know, stories or fun stories you have. Crazy stories like Maram's. She has many, as I, as you can tell, I blocked them out. Um, and any ideas you want us to cover in the future, like hot topics that we've discussed, like in the beginning of the episode, um, you can reach us at our socials, socials at communication corner pod and our Gmail of course is communication corner pod at gmail.com. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you at the next up on the next episode. Bye. Bye.